Welcome to the Youth Work Plus podcast. Uh, this is where we chat about all things youth and kids work. I'm Molly Shaw. And I'm Becky Lawrence. Um, both of us have been involved in paid and volunteer youth and kids work at churches and charities for, for over about 15 years. We know a little bit about the highs and lows of ministry, the great moments, the tricky bits. We know it can be tough, demanding thankless and isolating as well as rewarding joy-filled fun fulfilling and everything in between it's for anyone who does any sort of kids or youth ministry either as a worker or a volunteer or anybody interested in it we would love you to join us as we share our experience of kids and youth work the challenges the things we've learned along the way as well as hopefully during this new series um, interviewing some other guests who are involved in youth and kids work as well and we hope there might be at least some bits that it will equip and support you in your ministry, or at the very least that you'll be entertained with stories of our own kids and youth work successes and fails. We've had a bit of a break from podcast recording. We were doing them every month. Um, yeah. And probably a, a big part of the break is Becky um, had a child, which is very exciting. And um why we've been so long coming back is because i've gone over to i'm actually training to be a vicar at wickliffe we're in wickliffe right now we're in my study room and my fellow study mates have been very kind and letting me use the study room to record this because it's less noisy than my lounge um but actually one of the things that kicked us off coming back was we've had a question from a guy called david asking about doing youth work or youth ministry if you don't have a building um i think the, was the question specific about having no building at all or just not having church building um i think it was about not having a church building but it kind of hinted okay. at the fact that they haven't got a building of their own i think so um do you want to start off ollie or shall i start off or with answering the question yeah I, i'll start um so our youth work context Back when, I, back when I was, all those months ago when I was doing youth work, um, we started without, we had church buildings. So we had, a, we had a church and we had a church hall, um, but we actually started a good amount of our youth work not using those church buildings out of choice. Um, some of the downside of church buildings um, is they can be, they can be pretty big and they're, they're usually designed for a kind of lecture style setup um, with a stage and chairs and stuff like that. And that wasn't the vibe we were going for with our youth ministry. We wanted it to feel much more kind of community based than that, much more discussion based. Um, so we actually set up small little youth groups. Um, I've probably told the story about the first youth little, we called them cell groups, which was probably not very good on reflection, but that is what they were called and the name stuck. But um, we, the first one of those that I was around for setting up, we did in the vicar's house, actually, in the vicarage. So I guess that is kind of a church building. And we just met in, in his living room. And I think a big plus side of being in a home is it feels much more real, a bit less corporate um, and a bit less... Um, you know, you have to do this because you're a church and more we're choosing to welcome you into welcome you into our lives. Um, and the and the best, probably the best groups and the ones where I had the the best relationships, 
built were the ones that met in homes, either in my house um, or in other people who went to our church who really supported the youth work. They very kindly opened up their homes and let people loosen them, let some young people loosen them. And that is a sacrifice. It does come at cost. As careful as young people try and be, I mean, it depends on your young people. Our young people were very respectful, um, but stuff got broken. People had mistakes. Me and my wife had just moved into our, our first flat and we're really excited and super house proud. We've since had children and are no longer house proud. Um, but we had a cream carpet and one of the young people just knocked a load of Fanta over. It stuck on a chair and was just glugging bright orange Fanta onto our lovely new carpet. Um, yeah, it was nothing on purpose, but I was sad about that. <laughs> they slowly smashed their way through all our glassware to the point where we only gave them plastic cups. Um, and all of these guys are like in their 20s now. And when they come around to our house, as a joke, we still give them plastic cups um, and pretend we don't trust them. Um, yeah, so that's one area of our youth ministry. We did also do big active games and stuff. Um which was tailored around a big hall space. Um, but the, probably the most productive and the most ministry discipleship growing work was done in people's homes for, for us. And it was, they were really great venues, um, but it relies on people being willing to make that sacrifice of having, you know, four or five young people who are clumsy and loud and occasionally break things. Yeah. I guess to like strip the question right back like so that it's a bit relatable for everybody because I guess everybody will be at different in different contexts won't they so some people will have a church building some people will have a church building but it won't be very suitable for hosting kids or youth work some people might have you know purpose-built spaces <laughs> that are just for youth and kids stuff um or purpose-built rooms within their church for that stuff um and I guess there's pros and cons of all of it isn't there um sometimes when you haven't got your own building you have to be a bit more creative in terms of where you meet like in homes that you've mentioned Ollie also making most of public spaces so like obviously in the summer doing a lot of things outside um the church that I do kids and youth work at we haven't got our own building and we're a church plant um, and so we've had to think outside the box for quite a long time in terms of how we do kids and youth stuff. Um, and we do utilise outdoor spaces a lot, especially like in the midst of COVID and off the back of COVID, <laughs> because out the outdoors seemed like a safe space for people to come and be involved in and not to um, kind of put anybody off. Um, so, yeah, we've we've used outside a lot. Um, and brought chairs to the park and kind of sat around in a circle we've um yeah done all sorts of things um as well as doing more kind of social stuff where we can use you know coffee shops bowling alleys um any any space dessert restaurants all sorts of spaces where young people might like to go anyway um that we can sort of tick off so it helps you to think through like what you what you do with the time that you're in those places as well because you don't want to be delivering you know like a whole 30 minute talk with you know um like a service type 
thing it's much more it forces you to be a lot more relational in what you do with a group of young people if you are using you know a home or a living room or a coffee shop um it makes it a lot more conversational um so you can still lead it um and there's you know loads of creativity you can have within that in terms of what you do um and you can even still use multimedia stuff like you can watch something on a laptop or give people the link to watch it on their phones or whatever um and you can have printed stuff on paper or you can just make the whole thing conversational um which is what we've tended to do a lot more um and i think it can when you're forced to think outside the box actually sometimes you're much more creative um and so that that has kind of been my experience with with doing youth and kids work without a building i was gonna say it can it can be quite hard um especially especially like getting getting going without a building because I think a lot of our traditional models of youth work we've built around the traditional spaces that we have so I think it can be it can take like an extra step or you know our church wasn't a church plant um but where we've been in kind of shared spaces or spaces that aren't exclusively for the use of the youth it's more tidying up (laughs) you've got it it's not set up for the youth so therefore an extra onus is on you as the leaders or you pass that out to the young people and they help set up and help clear up and stuff but it so it does add extra layers but I do like like you're saying Becky I think it's really worth it because it encourages creativity we're no longer tied by the, the space that we have we can it frees us up a bit more a little bit more depending on what's available yeah. to think and shape our youth work around the young people we've got and this weird creative space um that we may or may not have and you mentioned um like spaces like bowling alleys and stuff like that i think it can be really helpful if you've got local places or places where young people um go anyway so ours is a village context and there's a really great cafe owner and he used to let us do all our sunday morning work in the cafe um which was cool because young people would go to that cafe anyway so yeah it's a bit less of a um, it kind of brings the sacred and secular together, uh, which is good. Um, but you, you need the, I think you kind of, it's helpful if you're in those spaces to get the okay of the, of the people. Otherwise it adds an extra layer of stress. That's been my experience anyway, where we just rocked up and the people yeah. working didn't know we were coming. <laughs> um, it puts everyone on edge. Whereas if you know, yeah. or you can do a deal with your local coffee shop or your bowling alley, say, just ring in advance and be cheeky and ask the question. Yeah. Um, and if they say no then it rules it out as a place and you're not yeah yeah at a previous church plant I was involved in we actually rented well we kind of borrowed space from another church as well because us the stuff we ran was not on a Sunday morning or when they would be using their building so we kind of asked to use it was like using their side hall and then there was also a coffee shops like on the main high street another independent one that wasn't open on I think it was like a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon. They were only open Saturday and Sunday morning. So they used to let us use the coffee shop like out of hours kind of thing um, and put a sign in the window saying private function type thing. So it was just sort of our space. So you can be creative. Like it doesn't have to be a public space with the public there either. <laughs> like sometimes mm. you can be a bit creative with 
like choosing a space where there isn't going to be a lot of other people around or like renting or borrowing a space um, and sometimes like we can think oh actually they're not going to let us use it or you know it's a big ask or we can be a bit British about it and like feel bad about asking <laughs> for something whereas I think sometimes if we can get over that first ask then actually it ends up being like a happy ending in the end because like they're happy to let us use it, it ends up being like fulfilling or solving one of our problems in terms of space um, and somewhere yeah. to be and I think sometimes we can be a bit puritan about our you know it shouldn't matter what the what the space is like but if you're starting from scratch um it's, it's worth looking and being like where's nice um and not having because it can that maybe seems a bit materialistic but it shows a welcome and a love and a care to the young people if it's somewhere that's that's nice and is actually a nice place to be and again that's an advantage because some of our church buildings aren't all that nice depends if you're in a lovely kind of old cv not pretty church that can be quite a nice space but maybe not fit for purpose but you know some some of the old like 1950s halls and stuff that we that we meet in you wouldn't go there for any other reason they're ugly and they smell <laughs> like yeah um but if you, somewhere that's actually feels nice when i was a young person part of a youth group we used an old chapel as our kind of so it wasn't the church that the church was meeting in it was like an old dilapidated chapel and um like you sat down on on like a crusty sofa and like about 10 mice ran out from underneath it and like it was just like the not the coziest it like it was freezing cold it had those like ceiling heaters where like if you were standing or sitting directly underneath it the top of your head was getting burnt but the rest of you was like freezing <laughs> yeah our church hall had those we're really blessed to have the church hall but those yeah. overhead heaters were awful yeah they made more noise than they did heat but then yeah. like thinking back to those um days and times that I spent there like it didn't it wasn't a nice place to be but we kept on going back every week yeah. um so like sometimes we think you know the venue is really really important which I think it can be but then you know if you're providing something that young people really can engage with then it doesn't really matter on the venue because they're going to keep coming back anyway yeah I think it's more about what you communicate through all of the stuff it's it's what you're communicating to the young people do you value their time do you value them do you val do you value the message that you're <laughs> that you're giving to them and the faith that you're encouraging yeah. them to engage with and if you can do that it, you can do that in any building it's just about having an awareness um and if yeah. you can do that in a kind of musty church hall with overhead heaters you can you can do it anywhere yeah my wife think... used to be able to smell when I'd been in our church hall and my daughter goes there for kids work now which she loves but she smells like Friday nights to me because I spent so many Friday yeah. nights in that church hall yeah I was just gonna say like a lot of churches use schools don't they um as like their building which sometimes can be great because I don't know if it's a primary school and you're doing kids work in a classroom like you've got chairs and tables that are the right size and like it kind of works um but I think sometimes it can then feel very schooly what you end up doing with them yeah. <laughs> so you kind of have to think through a bit more carefully kind of what the content is so that it is different to being at school and it doesn't just feel like 
not very interactive you know one-sided we're going to teach you this kind of thing it has to be you know we have to make things fun and we have to make them engaging and we have to make them interactive I think and sometimes our venue sometimes limits our creativity with those kind of things children's centers can be like a game-changing venue for churches to use on the weekend because obviously they're not open Mm. Saturday Sunday and we've used it before for our church for stuff and like obviously they've got purpose-built rooms for small kids so sometimes they can be really really good places and sometimes they'll let you use it for not a lot of money or even for free if you've got a good relationship with them so it's worth kind of um tapping into those for family work or kids work yeah sometimes the limits on venue make us think outside the box in terms of what we provide not just like thinking of a youth group sometimes we think it can cause us to think like well can I use a coffee shop to meet you know one-to-one or two-to-one with a couple of young people and um get to know them that way and do some mentoring stuff as well as thinking through like well I've got to do a youth group I think sometimes when we like are given a room or a space like we automatically think through what we can do with it whereas when we come at it from the other end of well what do we want to run and what do yeah. we need to run it? And I, then what space will be helpful yeah, to do exactly. that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it kind of comes from a totally different that's, angle. That's the ideal way around. Yeah. Often we've all got places that, you know, there are options. But I think if we can do it from that way around. We probably we all should start better. by thinking, what is it that we want to run? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rather than. But it really does shape what you do. So yeah. we had those those house-based groups running for years and years. And then during covid after covid you're allowed to meet together but you weren't allowed in people's houses um yeah. and actually i wanted to condense a lot of the groups down um to try and make it more efficient and we all started meeting in the church so we brought all the groups together essentially and went much more for a kind of traditional style of we started all together we did big games together and then we divided off for discussion and the building itself shaped what was happening with the youth work even though we were quite intentional about not doing that and we wanted to protect the character of the youth work it really did like slowly it made it made a difference Uh, it made an impact on so it is worth i think starting if you can starting from what do we want to do and is the building we have fit for purpose so even if you do have a building and it's and it's not it doesn't work for what you're trying to do with the youth work if you're trying to run a kind of edgy feeling, cool, you know, you've, you've seen, you've seen youthscapes drop in and you want to kind of emulate it. Um, but you've got an old Methodist chapel that's been converted into a hall and a Nintendo Wii. You, you can't do that. Um, and so actually either you raise like 3 million pounds <laughs> and build a purpose built youth center or, you get you go back to the you go back to the drawing board and think what is it about that thing that we want to do um and how can we how can we do that with what we've got or what we don't have and how can we get hold of something similar we definitely got that vibe when we were meeting in the cafe it felt it felt like a nice place to be and it changed again it changed the dynamic of of our friday nights because it was fun and it was exciting and you had like that cafe feel um which felt a bit more kind of modern and different young people came because of the mm. purely because of the venue. Yeah. Uh, 
I th- I just wanted to mention as well that sometimes we think we need something that is like consistent, the same space, the same place every week or every other week or however often we're going to meet. Whereas I think sometimes we don't even necessarily need that. Like young people just need the consistency of knowing that it's going to be on, not necessarily where it's going to be. As long as you've got good communication with with parents and, and young people, like it doesn't have to be the same the same place every time. So you could have... um. So, you know, if you can't get somewhere that's going to have you every week or every other week or however often you meet, um, you can find somewhere that will have you for one week and then you go somewhere else for the next and somewhere else for the next and have a bit of a rolling programme. Um, sometimes stuff like that can work as well, really well. I think, yeah, I think it can. I think you have to be, or ideally you're, you have it on like the first, the first week of the month is at this place. Yeah purely for the people who fall out of the loop or aren't very good at accessing communication and they you know you only rock up to the wrong place once or twice before you think oh no yeah I can't keep track of this yeah I think you've worked hard regardless of whether you've got a building or not um I think it obviously complicates it sometimes when we haven't got a building and we've got to think a bit more carefully about where we choose to meet and what it is that we choose to do um but I think it's like a lot of youth work anyway. For most of us, it's trial and error. So sometimes you might have to try a venue. If it doesn't work, we can try somewhere else. Like you don't have to, to if you're out there and you're trying somewhere and you're thinking it's really not working, don't feel like you've failed. Um, you know, we've got to pick ourselves up and just try a different, try a different venue if it's not working. Um, and I think to remember, you know, you're not on your own. Um, if you're struggling with even thinking about venues if you've got a team you know have it as a team discussion let people suggest different ideas um or just have a list of places that you're gonna try um and try them out and see where works and see where doesn't and set on somewhere that does um and that's okay yeah and for all for all we said about like planning and deciding what you want to do, what your aim is, and then shaping the building around that. It might be, you, you know, you're not aiming for perfection. It might be you try it and it doesn't work. It might be you try it and it doesn't work for a bit and you stick it out and then it does work. But I think that that element of trial and error, if you go to a place and it's really not working, you don't have to be so attached to it that you don't feel like you can go anywhere else. Um, I think there's a lot of wisdom in, you know, trying stuff and then trying other stuff. Yeah, and maybe if you're renting somewhere, don't <laughs> sign up for like a working. year or something. <laughs> just sign up, just try yeah. it for a few weeks and see if it works before you sign any contracts that are like 12 months long or anything. Um, yeah, commit yourself to five grand for a year. Yeah. But also, obviously, pray about it. Like, God sometimes gives us ideas of places we haven't thought of. Also, obviously, when we're thinking about what it is that we're going to do or what it is that God wants us to do, um, sometimes we can have that kind of divine moment where God gives us inspiration of what to do or where to go or who to ask. Um, and so, you know, prayer is really helpful, I think, in in discerning anything to do with you for kids' work. So what's been uh, your best and worst venue for youth work that you've ever had? The best, mm, I think, probably. So I used to work at a purpose, well, uh, yeah, purpose-built youth building um that was like a converted a converted old chapel building 
Um, that was pretty sweet. Um, so we had like a recording studio in there and we had like different meeting rooms and we had a bigger couple bigger rooms downstairs and an office in there. And I'd say that that was a pretty decent building because of the options of like some things we could do um, with all the spaces. And we did cell groups and each group had a little room um, and could had a big enough space to do like an after school club. And um, it didn't because it was only used for youth stuff, pretty much. Um, we could leave stuff set up and didn't have to worry about bringing everything with us every time. And so it had, yeah, it had a lot of a lot of pros going for it. What about worst? Worst, I think the only the only one that's coming up in my mind is the one where I used to have my youth group as a as a teenager. <laughs> that little old chapel building where we were like we were like in the in the, our group met in the little room that used to be like the office in there and it had like a little kitchen at one end of like a sink that didn't work and <laughs> crusty old sofa and loads of mice underneath it um I think thinking about stuff that I've led I, d I don't think there's any venues that particularly haven't worked but like there's somewhere I really haven't thought it through in advance so like we've done a lot of kids and youth combined social stuff when we had like 10 youth 10 kids which doesn't sound like a lot until suddenly there's two of you and you've got them all at bowling and like you're losing kids all over the place and like <laughs> you've lost track of so-and-so and like no one's seen them and suddenly you're like ah this is a really like poor choice of venue why did we think this was going to be a good idea <laughs> so I think not necessarily a particular venue but just like sometimes where I've led stuff and we just haven't thought it through in terms of like what might happen or like what might be the pros and the cons yeah. of that particular place where we're going to be hosting that uh, my my worst i think was in between lockdowns you could either <laughs> you could wear a mask or you could be outdoors and we opted for outdoors and we bought everyone ponchos like really cheap and it was driving rain and we had to be like two meters apart from each other <laughs> It was so wet you couldn't have a fire. Um, my church had vetoed the marquee I wanted to buy. So like, and it, that was totally bad planning on my part. Um, I've been to a, a kids' work thing actually that was in a vestry and they were expecting two young people, which would have been a squeeze in this tiny little vestry. And actually I brought my daughter and a load of other families brought surprise children. So they ended up with about eight young people squashed into a like very 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 small room with like a radiator that you couldn't touch at one end and like that but they made the they made the best of it and actually it was fine someone spilled a drink and like it literally went over everyone because that everyone was touching a really great venue we had which on the outside would have looked like a terrible venue is a really generous lady in our church really wanted to host one of our youth groups and uh she had a basement room like in her little house and it yeah. and it was tiny and it was fine because they started in year seven and there were like six of them and they were quite small but then they went <laughs> they were through in there until they were like year 11 and they were massive by that point and they everyone was shoulder to shoulder but they loved that basement like we'd try and like change location every so often and they were like no no we want to be in the basement um yeah so actually although it looked bad it was one of the best like part because the young people got so attached to it and 
it showed that value to them. Yeah, that's a really nice story. I think, like, we've got to say, like, do a risk assessment, haven't we, off the back of that? Most of those poor and good and good um, options. We just think through what might be the risks in that place, especially thinking about the super hot radiator. That which reminds me, I was at a mum and baby thing the other week. That was at a venue, and there was like they had those, you know, those heaters have got actual actual flames in them. <laughs> as someone's baby was like crawling towards the flame and i was like oh man like someone really has a risk assessment this venue for a mom and baby venue obviously don't want to harm or maim anybody's child yeah try and make sure it's safe (laughs) yeah so i guess that 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 ties it up pretty nicely um yeah thank you to dave for your submission for today's um podcast theme um, you have really inspired our conversation so thank you for that hopefully some of our answers have inspired your work um, and yeah it's been great to have a chat about venues and using kids work and the the challenges that are faced when you haven't got a building I just want to say we love hearing from from you guys so if you wanted if anyone's got any other suggestions or for questions that would be useful or things you think would be helpful uh, please do get in touch with us thank you for listening to this one that's been the youth work plus podcast if you've got a topic you want covered or you want more information about what we've just been talking about or something doesn't make sense then uh you can email us at hello at youthworkplus.com that's p-l-u-s not a plus symbol in plus um, check out our website and there's loads of things on there to encourage you and equip you in your role with kids or youth and you'll find recommended resources map to ministry merchandise info about networks you can join free advice consultancy opportunity to get in touch with any of us um there's loads on there so go and have a look um and don't forget to subscribe and like and tune in next time to our podcast thanks for listening um yeah and just remember you're doing better than you think you are just keep going it never looks good from the inside but stuff often looks good from the outside and people will talk about your youth work um over the years about things that you've forgotten happened or thought were a disaster um yeah and do get in touch with us we'd love to hear from you yeah right thank you for listening i forgot to mention we've got a thousand downloads for our podcast so yeah yeah i saw that that's cool to everybody who's been listening and downloading and um hopefully you've been finding this useful yeah we will see you next time bye bye